the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Now, normally your, your host is very affable, joyful, cheerful even. But today I'm a, I'm in a foul mood, and I, I want to explain to you why I'm in a foul mood today. By the way, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. So look, we've been, we've been going after this cancel culture mob. Very few people in conservative talk radio circles truly attack the cancel culture mob. We have declared war on the cancel culture mob on this radio program. And uh, some people, you know, a lot of these conservative tacos, they do the lip service. But honestly, most most of them are using our talking points because they really don't understand how you truly can fight back and fight back effectively uh, when it comes to this mob. And uh, yesterday we told you, for example, about the case of Splash Mountain. But I want to put what happened yesterday in the context of Splash Mountain at Disney World being shut down. In, I, I want to put that in into context when covering the cancel culture mob, because a lot of the people in this mob are just ignorant, and they're ignorant of the facts. They're ignorant of history. And on this program, history is a very important thing. And you have to go back and understand the origins of Splash Mountain and the song, uh, song of the South movie, uh, where, which uh, the, the ride is based on. So anyway, we um, we did this story yesterday, and I'm I'm still writing this blasted book, which is going to be a great book. But I was doing a little bit of research on the the origins of Song of the South and Uncle Remus and Briar Rabbit. Now the left will tell you, and if you read any any piece of news coverage. They will tell you that Song of the South, which is based on the post-Reconstruction South, the, the, the days after the Civil War, that this was a racist movie, and it had racist language, and it had racist characters, and the song zippity doo da zippity a was, in fact, racist. zippity my, oh, my. What a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. 
So the song goes on and on, Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. And so a lot of people, that song is racist. How dare they say zippity doo da zippity a? That's racist code for burn a cross or hang a noose in a NASCAR garage. Well, I did a little bit of research on that, and it turns out not to be true. As a matter of fact, the songwriters, who happen to be leftists, uh, the songwriters actually were famous because they would write these songs back in the day, that, and they would use fake words that meant absolutely nothing. Bippity-boppity-boo. They wrote that song, too. The uh, I think that's from, uh, what is it, uh, uh, The Chick Over in London, uh, Mary Poppins. Thank you. So it's that song, the bippity-boppity or supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. They made up the words. So zippity-doo-dah, zippity-a means absolutely nothing. It's not racist. It's just gibberish. Oh, it's racist. And you say, well, Todd, what about those characters, Briar Rabbit and Briar this, Briar Fox? What about all of that? Well, it turns out that Song of the South is actually based on a very popular children's series written by Joel Chandler Harris, who was the famous editor of the Atlanta Constitution back in the day. And he grew up in the rural South and uh, grew up on a plantation. And he wrote these stories based on the stories he heard from blacks who worked on the plantation at the time. So all of the stories about about Briar Rabbit, all of the stories that appeared in Song of the South were actually African folklore that had been passed down through the ages. Joel Chandler Harris wrote those stories. It was a it, those stories were passed down verbally. He wrote them down and he wrote them down phonetically. He's racist because he was writing, he was using racist no, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, he was writing those stories phonetically so the children of the time could understand the language. That's all. As a matter of fact, Joel Chandler Harris, who they alleged to be a racist, was in fact a progressive Southerner who advocated for the education of black children. As a matter of fact, it was Joel Chandler Harris, who long before MLK was born, actually advocated for treating people black or white based on their character. For some reason, that gets lost in in the narrative that they that they share with us. For some reason, because again, you're not getting the full story here when it comes to the cancel culture mob. But there's something else you should know about Song of the South. You see, yes, it's true that there were some within the NAACP who were very concerned about that movie when it came out in the 1940s, but there were also some within the NAACP who thought it was a beautiful movie, that it was a blockbuster movie, that, by the way, it was a movie that was that was groundbreaking. And you see, when... When the local news and when the national news covers this story, they leave that part out that, yes, while the NAACP had problems and said that this movie glorified slavery, when in fact it did not because the story was based after the Civil War, when the emancipation of slaves had already happened, in reality, in reality, ladies and gentlemen, it had nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, Song of the South according to the history books, 
was noted because of a specific thing that happened during the award season. Because the gentleman who played Uncle Remus, a guy by the name of James Basket, a black man, won an Academy Award for his portrayal of Uncle Remus in Song of the South. The first time in the history of the Academy Awards that a black man had been honored with an award. By the way, that racist gibberish song, zippity doo da zippity it also won an Oscar. So again, context matters with everything, ladies and gentlemen, and we should know that by now. So when people go out there and just, oh, well, Splash Mountain is racist. Everybody knows a, a big log going over a waterfall at 45 degrees is racist. You have a responsibility as a thinking, functioning human being to say, well, why is that so? What what makes Splash Mountain racist? Briar Rabbit, Briar Rabbit, that's racist. Really? Well, sir, did you know that Briar Rabbit is actually a character of African folklore? So understand this, the cancel culture mob in their effort and their quest to be inclusive, you know what they did? They just canceled an amusement park ride based on a movie that got a black guy the first Academy Award in history based on African folklore. Seems to me that whoever was trying to shut down all of this is actually the racist. But again, we don't like to throw around that word. Getting a message, a series of text messages from our friend Martha Zoller at WDUN. Todd, you are right, right on in your historical accuracy. Thank you, Martha Zoller. But it's true, ladies and gentlemen, we got to start calling this stuff out, and we're going to do our best to educate you so you can go armed with the facts and you can fight these morons. And last night got word that right here in Memphis, Tennessee, that a city councilwoman is trying to change the name of Audubon Park, named after the naturalist and the bird man, the big bird man, not Sesame Street, the other big bird man. The naturalist, John James Audubon. The guy died before the Civil War even happened. And they want to rename the park. Now, I was listening to KWAM, our morning show, and Ben Dieter, the morning show host, you heard him on our program yesterday, was rightfully riled up about this. One of our other staffers said, I had no idea who Audubon was. So they want you to believe that people are literally being triggered by the name Audubon Park, which is not true. It's just not true. It's true the guy owned slaves, but you know what? A lot of people owned slaves back at that time in that era before the Civil War. But Memphis actually has something, and you better check your town here, folks, because your town may actually have something called a renaming commission. And this renaming commission goes around and they rename anything connected to anything that might trigger anybody. They have renamed Nathan Bedford Forest Park. They took down all the statues in Memphis. They renamed Jefferson Davis Park. They renamed Confederacy Park. So they're renaming all of these parks, and, and, and they're telling the people, and the people believe this. They tell the people, if we just take down all the statues of the Civil War generals, then we will have a peaceful community. Well, they've been doing this since 2013, and by golly, folks, you can do your homework here. Memphis is now a more deadly place than it was before we had the statues up. I'm just telling you. Check the facts. 
They even dug up the body of a Confederate war general because it was in a city park, and apparently people going out and enjoying a fried chicken and potato salad picnic. And no, that doesn't make me racist. I'm from the South, and we have fried chicken and potato salad at our picnics. Apparently, people in the park got triggered because they knew there was a dead Confederate general buried in the ground. So what did they do? They literally dug out the body. You are not allowed to rest in peace in Memphis, Tennessee. So my recommendation to the renaming commission, and I, I wrote this yesterday, and, and I hesitate to say this, but I think in the long run, because we're fiscal conservatives here on this program, I think what we need to do nationwide is just simply rename anything named after a dead white guy. If it's a park, a building, if it's a statue, a boat, a car, we just rename everything that is named after a dead white guy. And I think that'll solve everything. By the way, I also believe that we have to rename the city of Memphis. Memphis is named after the great Egyptian city, Memphis, Egypt. After reading the Old Testament many times in Sunday school class, I think we can all agree that Egypt had a rather sully history when it comes to slavery, right? And I can't imagine anybody on that progressive Memphis City Council that would want to have our beloved city named after a hotbed of slavery. Really, America? What say you? 844-747-8868. You know what? We're not going to hold for a call. I want to go to Bill in North Carolina right now because he wants to weigh in on this Uncle Remus story. Bill, did I did I get it right? You got it right, Todd. Uh, there are morals in those Uncle Remus stories. And let me tell you a real quick uh, anecdote here. Uh, I'm, I'm 64 years old, started first grade in 64, and we had a substitute teacher that would come in, and she had an old book under her arm of Joel Chandler Hatless, and when she substituted, she would read to us from that. We heard about Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear and when she substituted. Now, you fast forward 12 years later. It's the last day of school. The English teacher was out. This lady shows up. She's in her 90s. She had her book. Now, by that time, we were totally integrated. This is in Southside, Virginia. We were 76% black in the county at that time. So we had white children and black children begging on the last day of school, 17 and 18-year-olds, Ms. Watkins, Ms. Watkins, will you please read Br'er Rabbit to us? And she did, and we all enjoyed it. And that's the background we came from. We didn't think it was racist. It was good stories that we enjoyed that had morals to them. Well, of course it was, Bill, and and we all grew up in in this time period. And and you're absolutely right. I remember when we would get those Disney story books about uh, Br'er Rabbit, and the, the, nobody thought about racism. You're right; these stories taught taught lessons about morality. They were almost like morality plays in in storybook form. And we're just going to have to start tackling this head on. That That's the only way we're going to be able to fight back against these folks. Otherwise, they're going to erase all of our culture. All right, Bill, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines here, folks, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. How do you fight back, ladies and gentlemen? How do you fight back against this cancel culture mob in your neighborhoods? This is the Todd Stern Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. 
Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. It seems to me that this this whole episode should be a, a celebration of of America and the melting pot we are. That we, you would have this young white kid, this writer from from Georgia, who did not know his father, um, who was an apprentice at a print shop, writing down these stories and advancing and sharing African folklore and African stories with an entire nation, you would think that would be a story that we could celebrate and that we could say this is truly America at its best. But but now, today's modern society, they're turning it into something ugly. It just angers me when this happens. 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phone lines. Regina, on uh, listening to us on WDUN there in the great state of Georgia, that gave us Mr. Harris. Uh, welcome, and what say you? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. It was so odd. Yesterday, I was thinking about uh, not Joel Chandler Harris, but the uh, man who was in the movie, I forgot his name, singing zippity doo dah zippity a. And I was just thinking about it over and over, not knowing what you were going to talk about today. And I was thinking about, hmm, I need to tell my grandchildren about that. They'll never know. They'll never hear that. And uh, I remember seeing the movie as a child, and it was just beautiful with those birds lighting on his shoulder. And then, of course, his voice was wonderful. And uh, as I, I walked for exercise, so as I was walking, I just kept thinking about that and thinking about it. And I just think it's God that... Uh, uh, brought it to my mind, and then here you are talking about it today. Isn't that something? It, it is. I'm. I'm. I'm just uh, getting a little uh, chill bumps here listening to you share that, Regina. And and I think back to that beautiful song, and you can't help when you sing the song, you can't help but smile. And if right. th- for for the longest time, when you walked into a Disney theme park, that's the song you would hear uh, when you walked into the theme park. But they banned it because people said the song was racist, and yet they never could explain what made that song racist. Oh, well, it's all just diddly squat. But anyway, we'll pray against it. Yes, we will, and we're going to we're gonna keep sharing the truth, and that's what we do on this program, and we try to have a good time when we do it. Regina, thank you for that call, and you keep humming that tune. And, and folks, I, I, it's very hard. I don't know if you can even find the movie anymore because uh, Disney has pretty much laid down the law. It will not be seen on any of their platforms. That coming from Bob Iger, who is, uh, who's in charge of Disney now. But to be able to, but just to tear down a ride. Look, 
the reason why people in in our in our industry don't like to talk about this is because their corporate overlords will tell them you can't dip your toe into into race. You can't do that. That that'll rile people up. You know what? We're not afraid of riling people up here because we speak truth to the culture. 844-747-8868. That's our phone number. Hang tight if you're on hold. We're coming back. This is the Don Stark Show. Birds on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zip but it do I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. All right, folks, we're going to be checking in with Congressman Scott Perry. He's chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. He'll be along in just a little while. Also, we're going to be talking to a teacher who was fired uh, after she voiced concerns about what her own kids were learning in school. We'll be talking to Lindsey Barr, who, by the way, happens to be from Georgia. We'll be going to her in just a little while. But right now, I want to get right to our phones. Joe in North Carolina, WHKP, our great affiliate there. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Todd, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good. My question to you is, how do you fight back, stand up against a group of people that doesn't care what your opinion is. They don't want to hear what you have to say. What they say goes. How do you stand up against that? Well, it's it's hard. It's certainly not easy, Joe. But you've got to, you know, for example, uh, here in Memphis with the city council about to consider changing the name of Audubon Park, you got to get down to city council meeting. You got to you got to write your name down so you can get up and, and have your say before the city council. And, and Joe, I'm just I'm a believer that if you speak truth to the culture, uh, it is going to make a difference. It, it may not be right away. But it is going to make a difference, and you've got somebody has to stand up and correct these outright lies, and and that's that's what happened here. Nobody bothered to do that. Right. Well, I'm with you. I mean, you know, you and I are the same age. We were raised in the same time period, and and we've got many of the same beliefs. And I'm with you. I'm I, I'm just fed up with all of this. It's just ridiculous. And Joe, I bet just like me, and I grew up in North Mississippi, right across the state line from from Memphis. 
Uh, I grew up from grade one. I had um, my first grade teacher, a black lady. Uh, we had integrated classrooms, and I I would bet beyond a shadow of a doubt that you had the same situation in your schools growing up, and yet there are people today that would have you believe that back in the 1970s there were people still in slavery in the South. Correct, and I'm also a firm believer in the racist thoughts. You aren't racist unless you're taught that and raised that. Because as I was growing up, we were taught to care about everybody. We accepted everybody. Racist thoughts, it didn't even cross our minds. We had black friends and family that we grew up with and still to this day. Um, and I believe it's it's taught and instilled. Well, I'm I'm with you a thousand percent there, Joe. And that's what concerns me about critical race theory. These, these lessons that are, are happening in public school classrooms are simply meant for one reason, and that is to turn one race of people against the other race. And I've oh, got a – that is a dangerous thing, and that will that will literally destroy this country if we do not stop that and address it. And God bless governors like Ron DeSantis, uh, Glenn Youngkin over in uh, Virginia that are taking a stand and outlawing this kind of crap in the classrooms. Oh, I agree 100%. All right, Joe, appreciate your comments. Thanks for thanks for calling in today. Let's go to Iowa. Jackson listening to us on our live stream. Hi, Jackson. What's up? Hey, Todd. I want to make a comment about Zip Bitty Doo I think that that movie is, is so beautifully put together. And if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. I just pulled over to YouTube, and it's got over 10 million views. Don't fret, people. Thank God for YouTube. You can still watch it, and in fact, it's such a beautiful thing. I hope when I die, and hopefully I go to heaven, I'm in his place singing that song, and the birds and the bees and the hummingbirds and bluebirds are on his shoulder, and it's it's just a, it's just such a fantasy that I, I want to live it. And it's you know it's sad when you actually listen to that song, Kyle. Play it again. I got to hear that. I, I need to get in a good mood today. There we go, Jackson. You can't help but smile. My oh my, what I mean, a wonderful my oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine. Well, there's a little cloudy and overcast in Memphis. There you go, Jackson. And it shows where the black children are singing it, too. He's going down the lane, and there's black children singing it. Everybody's having a good time, and they just want to. You know what it is? Unfortunately, the bluebird of happiness is dumping a big well anyway. Uh, Jackson. To hell with him, Todd. To hell with him. Just watch it on YouTube. I'm with you. All right, Jackson. Appreciate that call. Uh, Jackson says you can find find the... uh, the movie on youtube 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 there is a crazy story coming out of missouri this is mind-boggling so parents uh you know they just had mlk day and parents were asked by this local school hey we um we want to take the kids to this breakfast, and it's an annual thing, uh, and it's a, it's a good thing because it's all about um, you know inclusion, and um, and they say we we want your kids to go see this, so they send the school does the right thing. This is in Columbia, Columbia Public Schools in Missouri, 
And all the middle schoolers, the parents got these consent letters. So they sent the consent forms. Uh, the parents fill it out and they say, yes, our children can go and, and participate in this wholesome, family friendly Martin Luther King Jr. event. They call it the Columbia Values Diversity Breakfast. I mean, that, right? That sounds like a nice, wholesome event. Well, when the kids got there, it turned out that it, that it wasn't exactly family friendly. It turned out to be a drag show. And they had adult entertainers that were cavorting about with the children. And the parents were like, what in the holy you-know-what is going on here? And the parents are fired up because they produced the permission slips, and their permission slip said nothing about adult entertainers, nothing about drag queens, nothing. So they're all up in a, in a Twitter over in um, Missouri. The attorney general is now investigating, and he's calling for these school officials to be fired over the adult-themed drag show breakfast, and so is the governor. The governor's getting involved now. Everybody's calling for investigations. We understand about 30 middle schoolers attended the breakfast. The group that was hosting this called the Inclusion Plus Performance Group. The city's website says the event typically features a breakfast, award presentation, artistic celebrations, and keynote addresses. Well, here's the trouble. It turns out the thing was coordinated by the city's Office of Cultural Affairs. Well, there you go. One parent posted the school permission slip and noted that there would only be songs and performances but did not mention anything about a drag show. The school district said that attendees are not provided details about the performances in advance and described the drag show portion as simply dance and singing performance. The statement also said there was unfortunate misinformation about the event. Doesn't look like it, except the misinformation sent to moms and dads. Missouri Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Rowden tweeted that his office has been flooded with emails and calls from parents upset about the event, and they want action. The governor said he was deeply concerned that the children were subjected to adult performers during the MLK celebration. You know, one of these drag queen shows, I saw some photographs. Uh, somebody was sharing, maybe Charlie Kirk, somebody, one of those guys. And they actually had one of the drag queens, and he had the they the, the drag queen had a microphone, and the microphone was strategically placed where his private parts are, and he had a child talking into the microphone as it was positioned in front of the drag queen's private parts. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not just grooming; that is a sex crime. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. The lesson here from Missouri: uh, you better do your homework before signing off on any permission slip. And if your kids go in somewhere outside the school building, you probably need to be there. Otherwise, your kid your kid could be dancing around a stripper pole with a three hundred pound guy in spandex and a feather boa. Let's go to Rebecca in Maine. WLOB wants to weigh in on the song, Song of the South, Sweet Potato Pie. And, uh, sorry about that, uh, Rebecca. No, no problem. Thank you for having me, Todd. Glad to be. Um, and, well, and hi from the state, that, that lobster state here. Um, <clears throat> well, the Song of the South, you know, there used to be these wonderful movies that you could go see, um, Robinson Crusoe, USN, you know, movies that you would feel just, 
so comfortable taking your children to see, and that was one of them. Now, now they want to make everything um, something wrong, and that all has to do with one of the other things you were just talking about, corrupting our children. It's all for corrupting our children. So this is wrong. You can't have that, but we can put your kids in front of this disgusting stuff that is, um, and you know what? I don't care what adults do. I'm not even going to try to take on adults, but children are minors and they should never, ever be influenced by what's going on out there. The Song of the South is good, wholesome, and you addressed it earlier. The man won an Academy Award for his performance. The song won an award for its performance. Need I say more? Uh, you're, you know what, Rebecca? That, that's it. And you know, another film that catches so much flack is Gone with the Wind. And what people do not understand about that, or maybe, maybe they forget, is that Hattie McDaniel, who played the role of Mammy in that movie, was the first African-American in history to win an Oscar. Um, she she won for Best Supporting Actress uh, there from Wichita, Kansas. And um, again, that, that movie has pretty much been canceled. There was a time, even here in Memphis, Tennessee, they refused to play that uh, movie uh, at the um, at the big theater here. Very, very well, sad. It's probably a good thing that I, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's probably a good thing I have it in my personal film inventory then, isn't it? There you go. Same here, Rebecca. And uh, by the way, I was on a long haul flight from uh, LAX to JFK a couple of years ago, and that just happened to be one of the selections on the in-flight entertainment. So you know what I did. I I had to watch, and that's a long movie, but it got me across the country, and I'm sure I triggered somebody on that airplane. (laughs) I am confident you did, sir. I'm confident you did. But you know what, Rebecca? To quote Clark Gable, frankly, my dear... Well, there you go. I don't think, yep. Rebecca. Have a lovely day, sir. You too. That's Rebecca, W-L-O-B, the big lobster. Let's go to our good buddy, Mike in Chattanooga, NougaRadio.com in East Tennessee. Mike, what say you? Ooh, I think I'm going to get myself a lobster for dinner tonight. Advertising works, you know. Um, How you doing, Todd? You hit my hot button again there, buddy. And I'm so happy this happened. I wish they'd do it in every school because they do it in Chattanooga. And, and, and parents deserve this. They're getting exactly what they deserve because these government schools need to be closed down as public nuisances. I knew it when I was in ninth grade, and I wasn't pretty smart then. I smelled the socialism then. Every parent should be get is- getting issued a voucher to send their child to whatever school they want to and get rid of these government institutions of lower learning. They're going to, they took out God of the schools. They instituted a socialist policy. They don't teach civics. They got rid of great programs like I had in school, which was auto mechanics and engineering and electronics. And, and what are you left with? Well, you need people to collect trash too, Todd. And that's what's going to be left in the government school systems, trash collectors, because they teach trash. So keep doing this. I love it. This is like Samuel Adams sowed the seas of dissent for 45 years, Fight, lighting the fires, the brush fighters of individual liberty in people's minds. And the king thought he was a joker until the first shot was filed, fired, and he said, I think he is not a joker anymore. So, good, keep doing it. Keep doing this. They're burying themselves, Todd. Every parent should demand, and every school district, we want vouchers. 
and the government system of lower learning will go away. Mike, isn't it interesting, you know, when you look at these at these public schools, and, and there was a time when the public schools were built, they were not these palaces they are today. And, of course, now nowadays the thinking is, well, children have to, you know, they have to be educated in an exotic building that's, you know, state-of-the-art, whatever. You know, that wasn't the way it was for a good many years. As a matter of fact, I would say the greatest generation was educated in uh, fairly, you know, decrepit schoolhouses. Uh, they were taught the basics. They didn't have all of these electives. Uh, They weren't learning how to do pronoun usage. They were learning the basics, how to read and write. They were learning about science and mathematics. And the country seemed to do pretty darn well. And now look at what they're doing. These kids are coming out of these public schools. They've been brainwashed to hate America, Mike, and they have no no discernible skill set. No, I know that. I mean, as an employer, and you're an employer, we know that. We feel that every day. But the left tries to hijack the language. They can't change the Constitution easily. So they hijack the language. One is gay. The second one is education. And I always say to teachers and so-called educators, let's use the correct language. You're not educating. You're schooling. The definition of education is to give proper moral, physical, and intellectual instruction. You're not allowed to teach morals. You just got out of the school. Technically, they are not allowed to teach morals. Therefore, by the definition of the dictionary. Use it, Webster's. Use any dictionary you want. They're not teaching morals. They're not educating. They're schooling, and that's the problem, Todd. Right Mike, there, Mike, nutshell. you're spot on, accurate, and we got to leave it there. We're late for a break, but God bless you, sir, and we love all of our listeners over there in the Chattanooga area. And to Mike's point, ladies and gentlemen, go back to Song of the South. Those were morality lessons, and where did those morality lessons come from? They were originated from African folklore. So it tells me that whoever has a problem with Song of the South, in effect, has a problem with African folklore. And again, that sounds mighty racist to me. i got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So what do you guys think about Marjorie Taylor Greene? There is a story on Mediaite, and they're quoting a report from NBC News that Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, uh, looking to be Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. NBC's Jonathan Allen reports that multiple people have spoken to MTG about her ambitions. The second-term congresswoman aligned herself with McCarthy, 
acting as one of his most vocal allies. I mean, she was she was going out there and crucifying these House Freedom Caucus guys and gals. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon told NBC News that Green is not shy about wanting to be Trump's VP, and she believes she's on the short list. She sees herself on the short list, according to uh, Bannon. Quote, uh, paraphrasing Cokie Roberts, when MTG looks in the mirror, she sees a potential president smiling back. Bannon called Green aligning herself with McCarthy a deliberate power move that set her up with committee position and as a real player in her party. Quote, she was prepared to take the intense heat-hatred short-term for the long-term goal of being a player. A second source, not willing to throw his name out there Bannon-style, but said that the congresswoman has been clear her ultimate goal is to become vice president. How do you, what do you think about that, folks? All the polling data shows that Trump's going to be the guy. He's going to be the nominee. It, it doesn't really matter about anybody else. It really doesn't. So the question is, who's v, who is going to be the VP? Who do you folks like? We're going to be taking your calls on this next hour. Is it MTG? Is it DeSantis? Mike Pence? What about, what about Christine Ohm? Or Nikki Haley, 844-747-8868. That's our phone number. What say you, America? We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Hey, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So very happy to have you with us today. Well, we got a lot going on here, ladies and gentlemen. A lot going on. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Well, there's a lot happening at the border where the Republicans are vowing to impeach Secretary Secretary Mayorkas. Um, we understand that Congressman Scott Perry, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, co-sponsoring articles of impeachment against um, uh, Mr. Mayorkas. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Always an honor to have the congressman with us today. Congressman, uh, first of all, good day to you. And I'm very curious to know why you want to impeach Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Well, Todd, good day to you as well, and good day to America, because Republicans are finally in charge of one of the branches of the legislature, and there can be some accountability. So, look, um, uh, Secretary Mayorkas has made the case for impeachment himself. Uh, He's not only flouting the law, just just ignoring it, but he's actively uh, he's actively objecting to the law and refusing to follow it and and uh, and and imperiling the citizens of the United States of America. We each take an oath to uphold the t- and defend the Constitution of the United States, not the Constitution of Mexico or Guatemala or Colombia or Venezuela. We all want to help, Todd. Everybody wants to help these people in need. But the way to help them, the people in need, is not by stomping on the face of the people that you serve. And the people that we serve pay the taxes, 
It's their schools that are in peril. It's their streets. It's their hospitals. It's their paycheck and their wallet that's in peril. And our duty is first to them. And so with all due respect, uh, Secretary Mayorkas has uh, presided over record after record of illegal crossings into the United States of America, not the least of which is Chinese-made fentanyl coming in and killing American citizens more double every year uh, than what we lost in 20 years in combat in Vietnam. Now, many people don't see an issue. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's not come to their hometown or their family. But by the time it does, unfortunately, it's deadly serious, and we have a duty to make sure that we preserve the uh, the um, tranquility, the domestic tranquility that the people in America have a right given them to them by God to enjoy. You know what I find uh, amazing about all this, Congressman? You've got, um, we're talking about city-sized levels of illegals coming across, and there's just simply no way, no way that we can sustain those numbers as as a nation. I thought Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee pointing out that uh, we're talking about the size of Knoxville, Chattanooga, and Nashville coming across uh, that southern border, and those numbers are just unsustainable. And most Americans agree. As a matter of fact, new survey out showing most Americans want absolutely no amnesty for illegal aliens. Yeah, well, look, you, you can't be Look, like I said, we all want to help. We know that people want a better life. We get it. We all want that. But you can't be rewarded for breaking the law. And as your first act, uh, if your first first act uh, is is to come to this new country and break our law by coming here illegally, it doesn't portend good things. I'm sure that there are a lot of well-meaning people in these huge masses, 250,000, a quarter of a million last month. Um, but there's also terrorists in there. There are also known criminals. There's also the drug component coming into it. And there's also the violent cartel component coming into it. California, a border state, of course, losing 300,000 of its own citizens uh, last year because they're starting to realize the failure of that state. People want to live in safe streets. They don't want to to have to worry that they can't go outside and worried about a drive-by shooting because they're involved in gang-related activity just by by living in their community. They don't want to worry about their cars being stolen, their kids being exposed to fentanyl. They don't want any of that, and all that is unbridled. And so we need to take, like, the message from the canary in the coal mine here. Let's not do this to our country. It's bad enough it's, it's, it's destroying one state for sure. But let's not do it to the rest of the country. And, of course, the Biden administration under Secretary Mayorkas is making sure it's not being done just to those border states. In the dark of night, they are transporting these people illegally that have come here illegally to all of the states, the interior of the country, to then prey on you. And these people, a lot of them, they don't have skills. They don't have jobs. So what are they going to do, Todd? They're going to have to resort to crime. It's unfortunate, but it's reality. Why? How is that good for the American citizen that wakes up in the dark of night, fills our lunch box and box and heads out to work and hopes their kids get on the school bus safely on time? It's not good for them, and you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. No, you don't. As a matter of fact, we've a new survey up on our website that shows a majority of Americans would be willing to volunteer to serve on the border to help stop the illegals from coming across. I mean, this is how crazy it is. A Trafalgar Group survey, 50, 52% of voters said they would support their state governor calling for citizen volunteers 
to help protect the southern border. I mean, this is where we are, Congressman. The American people are frustrated, and they are at wit's end here. Yeah, absolutely absurd. The federal government, even under this record inflation and, and pain and suffering economically that the American people are dealing with, has record revenue. They're taking in record amounts of money, yet people are still willing, having their pockets being picked by the federal government, to then just go themselves and trying to secure their own border. How absurd is that? We have law enforcement for a reason. We have Border Patrol for a reason. And the reason isn't to welcome people with their drugs and illegal activity into tranquil neighborhoods. That's not why we have Border Patrol there. It's not to process them. It is to stop them. Unbelievable. Well, I think this is an important thing uh, that you're doing, Congressman, and uh, we're going to be staying up to speed on that. Uh, also, I would love to get your take on what DirecTV is doing. AT&T, DirecTV, uh, now canceling Newsmax. They'd already deplatformed One America News. Newsmax happened to be the only conservative cable channel that had been broadcasting Trump's rallies and addresses. And then last night, they got deplatformed. Uh, should we be concerned about this? Well, you should be concerned. Look, the large uh, woke media outlets are censoring individual voices where they can and mass communication voices where the message is unpalatable to them. The good news is there's going to be alternatives. It's going to drive the market for alternatives. And these woke corporations are going to start going broke. They're going to lose market share. And hopefully there'll be dinosaurs of the past and we can have a free open media and a free open market where the ideas of everybody are heard and we can all make our assessment. Of course, that's not what they want and that's not what some of the government want. But as long as we can still have a competitive market, there's going to be replacements. It's unfortunate it has come to this, but people are going to have to make choices. And if they appreciate being lied to every day and receiving Soviet-style propaganda, then they're going to accept it. But you and I both know, Todd, because there are listeners to your show, that they are not going to accept it. No, You're right. Absolutely. All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate all your great work. And uh, you guys got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fires to put out in Washington. Well, we do indeed, but we're going to get after him, Todd, and we got two years to really put the pedal to the metal, so that's what we're focused on. All right, Congressman Scott Perry, everybody, from the 10th Congressional District over in Pennsylvania, Chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. All right, yeah, let me give you this information here, folks, on Newsmax. This is a big deal, and uh, we're expecting Chris Ruddy to phone in sometime uh, during the show today. Uh, Chris, of course, the founder of Newsmax TV, a friend of this show, uh, and uh, I'm proud to be a contributor on Newsmax TV. Around midnight, they pulled the plug on Newsmax, and I'm talking about AT&T and DirecTV. They pulled the plug. Now, you need to understand what's going on here. We're about to jump into an election cycle that is going to be the most important of our lifetime. And DirecTV just told 13 million viewers, you're not allowed to watch Newsmax on our platform anymore. They've already deplatformed One America News and now Newsmax. Only one conservative news outlet is left, and that is Fox News. And it's only a matter of time before they give them the hevo. But here's the here's the problem with uh, with what's going on there. So DirecTV is actually paying these cable channels a fee, um, and they pay them money, and they're broadcasting these channels. But they refuse to do the same thing for Newsmax. So they're taking care of all the liberal channels, but not 
the conservative channels. So here's what I want you to do here, folks. I want you to write down this telephone number. This is the direct number for Direct TV customer service. And you can call them. It's toll-free. And we need your help. They need to put Newsmax back on the air. And if they don't, if you're a Direct TV customer, I want to urge you consider canceling your subscription to Direct TV. It's that big of a deal here, folks. We all we all have to stand together. And if we do, DirecTV is going to back off this censorship. But they are literally trying to silence conservative voices in America. That's all they're trying to do with this. So here's the telephone number for DirecTV, 877-763-9762. I'm going to say that again, 877-763-9762. Now, when you speak to a live operator, you need to let them know you're aware that Newsmax's live stream is ending on other platforms. So unless you get it on DirecTV, you're going to have to cancel their service. It's it's that simple. Now, if you're an AT&T customer, you can call them, 888-855-2338. That's 888-855-2338. And that's how you can let them know directly. But there's also something else you can do, even if you're not a customer of DirecTV or AT&T. You can call your member of Congress, call your senator, and demand that they stop AT&T and DirecTV from censoring conservative media. So there's a lot of work we've got to do today, folks. This is really appalling that something like this would happen. I mean, Newsmax is one of the fastest-growing cable news channels in the entire country right now. People are getting sick and tired of the wokeness that's infecting a Fox News channel, and they're tuning into Newsmax. And I hear from a lot of you folks who watch me every Thursday. So again, call your member of Congress, call your senator, and then give us a call back and let them let us know what they told you. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. You know, we tell you all the time, you gotta you gotta stop supporting companies like AT and T. And one of the alternatives is a great wireless company called Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They're fighting for freedom. They fight for liberty. They fight for religious liberty, and they're going to fight for you. They have an incredible wireless service, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Use my promo code Todd. They're going to give you a great discount. Now, if you're a veteran or a first responder, they've got you guys covered. You're going to be getting some additional discounts. That website, again, patriotmobile.com slash Todd, promo code Todd. I am curious uh, to, to know who, who people like here for the VP slot on the Trump, on the Trump ticket. MTG is really wanting the job. That's according to Steve Bannon. So Steve Bannon would uh, be in the know on this. But who do you like? A lot of names being floated around. Mike Pompeo, by the way, not mentioned. No, he's going to run for president. Uh, Pompeo and Pence. Nikki Haley is uh, floating her name out there. But a lot of people are are sort of um, still undecided. So a lot of good choices. Uh, Christy Nome would be great. I'm a big fan of Kim Reynolds in Iowa. You folks out there in the heartland, KXEL country, uh, I'm a big fan of Kim Reynolds. I think she would be great. 
Um, some people are saying Senator Tim Scott out of South Carolina would be a, a good choice as well. So uh, we'll be taking your calls on that. Who do you like for Trump's VP? 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868. Now, there is a confusing story from Fox News about a Vanderbilt professor, Luis Leva is an assistant professor of mathematics at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, delivered a lecture titled Undergraduate Mathematics Education as a White Cisthropatriarchal Space and Opportunities for Structural Disruption to Advance Queer of Color Justice. You know, if I was in that class, I would just go ahead, put a big zero on the paper, and walk out the door because there's no way I'm passing that class. The lecture consisted of two parts. The first half of the lecture showed findings from research about the educational experiences of 39 undergraduate queer and trans students of color pursuing STEM majors across historically white and minority-serving universities in the United States. Why are they wasting their time here? You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. We've got this massive omnibus spending bill. We're funding all of this crap. Now, I understand that Vanderbilt is a private school, but they're still getting government money. So why are we spending money on this garbage? Who cares? All we need to know is the best person for the job. That's it. The lecture states that the findings depict how black, Latin, and Asian QTs is that on the what's a QT? Oh, QT is queer transgender. That's what they're calling it now. Anyway, the findings depict how black, Latin, and Asian QT students' narratives of experience reflect forms of intersectionality or instances of oppression and resistance at intersecting systems of holy. What the crap is this garbage? Folks, I'm telling you, the the university system is broken in America. That's all that is. Can we just, again, just find people that can do science and technology? And engineering and mechanics, is that possible to do? Do we have to make everything about race and sex and gender? Do we really? Leva delivered the lecture at the largest mathematics gathering in the world. That happened at um, in Boston. According to Vanderbilt University's website, Leva is an assistant professor of mathematics education. Great. Then teach kids that 2 plus 2 equals 4, not 5. And could somebody at Vanderbilt teach somebody, somebody how to make proper change? Is that possible? Because the only job somebody from Vanderbilt University is going to be getting is down at the local Piggly Wiggly, working the cashier line. And even then, I don't think you're going to be that qualified. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Uh, folks, we're really excited about the response so far from our big trip to the Holy Land. Uh, we're planning on taking a 100 of our listeners to Israel in November of this year, and we would love for you to be a part of 
of our week-long journey there. Seven days, seven nights, first-class accommodations, and you're going to be visiting all of the major Holy Land sites, and you're also going to be getting to meet a lot of Israeli government officials, a private tour of the Knesset. It's going to be absolutely wonderful, and we want you to be a part of it. All you have to do is go to our website, toddsterns.com, and click on our Israel banner. It's at the top of the page. You can also call Dylan, and uh, he'll be happy to take your information as well. That number, if you'd like information on our upcoming trip to Israel, 844-747-8868, or you can, again, get more information at toddsterns.com. We'll be right back, America. Good morning, Todd. If 10,000 Russians crossing the Ukraine border is an invasion, then why isn't, aren't the 2 million people crossing the American southern border not called an invasion? Todd, I think we ought to have Congress who can declare war. Congress can declare war on the drug and human trafficking cartels and any neighboring nations that support them. Send our troops to the border and do whatever it takes to win this nonsense, which has been going on for decades. All right, I like the way Phil from Daphne, Alabama is thinking. Uh, yes, sir. If it's an invasion in Ukraine, it's an invasion in America. Very simple. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So glad you guys have decided to join us today. Saw an interesting story um, and an essay written by a mom. Her name is Lindsay Barr. The headline, I'm a mom and a teacher who was fired after voicing concerns for my own kids. Well, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us Phil Seckler, who is with Alliance Defending Freedom, the um, legal firm representing Lindsey Barr, who is also on the Newsmaker line. Welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. Lindsay, I want to start with you, and I want you to share your story with our listeners. So you said you had some concerns about some books in your kid's school. Tell us what happened. What did you find? Hey there, I did. I um, was a substitute teacher in Richmond Hill. I had taught in the school district for 10 years and stepped away from a full-time position to take on a part-time role. And in doing so, it put me in the building, you know, more so I could see what was happening. And I learned of this new library program where they were going to be reading different books to all of the students, students as young as four, six was my youngest child, and he was going to be a part. Anyway, when I saw the pictures from the book, I um, raised my concern with the school administration, and just a few days later, they fired me. Lindsay, talk, tell me about these books. What was What was the content that concerned you? Well, we are a Christian family, Todd, and we believe that marriage is a union between a man and a woman. And so this particular book for this particular week just had images that were contrary to our belief and the values that we deeply hold in our home. And we wanted the right to control the narrative. So we raised concern. So you raised your concerns. You took those those concerns you had to the principal. And, and what did the principal tell you? Um, in short, that she heard my concerns, my children would be excused. Um, that was basically all that she said, and then it was just a couple days later that they terminated me. Just out of the blue, did they give you any reason why? 
Um, not at first. In the meeting they did, you know, they felt like I wasn't going to be able to support all of the students in the building with my religious views. So, yeah, I was pretty abruptly let go. Lindsay, I, th- this is jaw-dropping. And Phil Seckler from Alliance Defending Freedom, I have to imagine uh, it was jaw-dropping to you. I mean, you guys hear about these cases all the time. Uh, but this is really shocking that they would give Lindsay the heave-ho. Did the school district break the law? Did they do anything wrong? Yeah, we were shocked very much, Todd, when we heard about this case because the First Amendment uh, gives public school teachers the right to express concern uh, on matters of public importance, to speak uh, about things that are affecting their children. So for Lindsay to be fired, that was pretty astonishing. And in fact, what's really interesting is just before she was fired, Georgia passed a law um, that gives parents the rights to review and object to material used in their children's classrooms. So Lindsay was doing exactly what the law said, and yet the school fired her for expressing her opinion. So I understand a lawsuit's been filed, Phil. Is that right? We filed the lawsuit. We're going forward collecting testimony and uh, looking forward to trial. That's correct. And, And what are you alleging this district has done? What law did they break? They violated Lindsay's First Amendment rights uh, to speak freely and also to uh, have free exercise of her religious beliefs in terminating her. Lindsay, I have to imagine this has been a a, a traumatic moment for for you and your husband, but was it a difficult decision to stand up and say, you know what, this is not right, my rights have been violated, we've got to do something about this? Honestly, it wasn't. We didn't even really discuss it before I took my concern, um, because these are our beliefs. This is who we are and our religious beliefs dictate how we live our lives and so in protecting our children it was what had to be done um i have to imagine i have to imagine Lindsay, that it was your faith uh, us you wrote you wrote that your faith motivated you to get into teaching and your faith is really why we do everything in our lives yeah absolutely it's who we are all right, Phil Seckler from Alliance Defending Freedom on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Lindsay Barr, a mom and substitute teacher. Uh, Phil, where are you guys out at in the in the legal process? Have you heard from the school district? Have they filed a response? They have filed a response, and so now we're in the process of you know collecting testimony from the various school employees who are involved to show that uh, Lindsay was terminated for for expressing her views. Uh, they've denied everything, essentially, but, you know, that's what we would expect. It's going to take a trial uh, to show that Lindsay was, uh, her rights were violated. Lindsay, I'm, I'm curious, uh, what is your message for other moms and, and teachers out there who may share your religious beliefs and, and they see these things happening in the school? Uh, what would your recommendation be to them? Well, my recommendations to moms are to wake up and to get involved and make sure that they're aware of what's happening. And my overarching message would be public schools can't retaliate against parents for expressing genuine concern about their own children's education. And that's what we should do. It's our right. We should exercise our rights while we have them. Phil, I, I'm just hearing Lindsay, and I mean, it is a righteous cause that, that she is fighting, and this determination, I, I have to imagine we need, and, and you guys would love to be able to defend more people like that across the country as these cases pop up. 
Absolutely, Todd. It is very important for people to stand up for their rights and to speak up if they feel like they're not, if they're being canceled for their views. And so we would like to hear from anyone who has a similar situation or feels that they've been, they've been punished because of things they believe or things they've said. All right. Well, we have a direct link on our website to Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, folks, if you find yourself in a situation like like Lindsay did, um, your first call ought to be to Alliance Defending Freedom. Lindsay, we wish you the very best. We're gonna we're gonna stay up to date and up to speed on what's happening with you. And uh, Phil, we appreciate the great work at Alliance Defending Freedom. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. All right, folks. Wow. Just imagine that. Imagine being a mom of young grade school children and finding out, hey, there are these books that are incredibly inappropriate in the library. The kids are being exposed to these books. You speak out, and then the day after you speak out, all of a sudden you lose your job as a substitute teacher. And this is not happening in Berkeley, California, folks. This is happening, believe it or not, in in the great state of Georgia. Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's get to the phones. 844-747-8868, Gainesville, Georgia. Jason hanging out with us on WDUN. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Well, I called the Newsmax tonight, or called DirecTV and gave them an earful. And, of course, it's what they're telling me is that the contract agreement is that Newsmax pulled away. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you've already pulled one American News. Now you're doing it with Newsmax. I said, you got less than a week. Get it back on. I've been with a customer for 15 years. You can either get it back on by the end of the week or I'm gone. And I, I asked the lady, I said, she, in fact, when, I, when she picked up the phone, I said, you probably already know what I'm calling about. And she said, um, well, sir. And I said, Newsmax? She goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm very aware. That's the way to do it, and Jason. That's the and they need to hear from the customers, and and I'm I'm so proud for you because you you are able to immediately push back uh, because this has yeah Newsmax Newsmax did not make this decision. This was done by Directv. Correct, and that's you know she of course was trying to read her pre-designed whatever script over the top of what I was trying to tell her, and I finally said stop. And, and then she was like, oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. But I appreciate you letting us know. Hey, you got it, Jason. Appreciate you calling, and uh, thanks for reaching out. And, folks, we want to encourage you, call DirecTV right now, and I'm going to give you the number, so go ahead and write this down. This is the toll-free number to DirecTV, 877-763-9762. Again, that's 877-763-9762. And you tell DirecTV, either put Newsmax back on or you're canceling your, your subscription. I mean, that's all there is to it. Let's go to Nicole. we got to play hardball here, folks. We cannot allow them to silence conservatives. And by the way, when, when DirecTV tells you, well, uh, the ratings, no, 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 no. The ratings for Newsmax are a whole lot higher than most of the liberal TV shows and TV stations that they carry on DirecTV. So that's a load of hooey as well. Let's go to Nicole in North Carolina, WSIC in Statesville, North Carolina. Nicole, what say you? 
Hey, Todd. Um, I'm sorry. I have a cold, but I just got off the phone with DirecTV. That's so funny. I had a big fight with them, too. I told them I threw their box out the window. Is that right? I hope it didn't hit anybody. I wish that more from my area because 13 million people, 13 million people that they canceled. Nicole, it's only going to take a handful of folks calling up and either threatening to or canceling your subscriptions for them to, to, to reconsider all of this. But they acted like this, what this guy just said from Georgia. He, they did. They said to, said to me that it was Newsmax that canceled. No, it is. Yeah, and, and it's not. It's not. And we've been warning people um, about this for the past 24 hours that this could happen. We understand that lawmakers and Newsmax has been trying to work behind the scenes to try to get all this sorted out. But I'm telling you, Nicole, this is what the cancel culture looks like. And now these cable channels, and there's really nothing stopping DirecTV from actually getting rid of Fox News next. But I'm going to tell you it's going to backfire. There's too many people that like I I I know everybody around here has has new Newsmax. They love it. I'm telling you, it's going to backfire on these people. Nicole, you hang in there. You did the right thing, and I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, the good news is you can still watch Newsmax online, newsmax.com. Uh, you'll be able to watch all of the shows, all the programming uh, as an alternative until DirecTV decides to reverse this decision. Nicole, thanks for the call. 844-747-8868. That's our number. I want you to call DirecTV, give them a piece of your mind. You can be nice about it uh, and say, hey, look, if you don't put Newsmax back on, we're gone. And I want you to give us a call and tell us what they told you. Uh, again, the number, if you want to call DirecTV, 877-763-9762. Uh, and, and tell your friends, pass this information along. We also have all this information up on our website, toddsterns.com, and uh, you'll be able to, to share it there as well. All right, folks, uh, coming up in the next hour, Congressman Brandon Williams is going to be here, a new friend of this program. He is new to Congress uh, from New York State. Uh, we're going to be speaking with him also a terrible crime story, and we're going to be covering crime news quite a bit on the program moving forward. Our good friend, journalist Robin Pothman, is going to be here to weigh in on the uh, the story of this uh, LSU student who was uh, brutally attacked and killed. Uh, that's coming up in the next hour. We have some new intel on, on that story as well. So uh, the question, uh, by the way, about the classified documents. So now we know that uh, Vice President Mike Pence uh, had some some classified documents in his possession. A lot of people wondering what's going on in Washington and if there is some sort of a systemic issue there. Uh, cut number five, Lindsey Graham. Uh, you got Trump, you got Pence, you got Biden. The only thing I think you'll find at my house is a bunch of Chick-fil-A bags on the floor. Uh, the bottom line is I don't, I don't know how this happened. We need to get to the bottom of it. I don't believe for a minute that Mike Pence is trying to intentionally compromise, compromise national security. I think that about Biden and Trump, but clearly we've got a problem here. So hopefully when this is all said and done, maybe we're overclassifying things. That may be part of the problem. But count me in for getting this fixed. And the vice president, I know very well, 
I'm sure he'll stand up and be the first to say, if I had classified information in my house, uh, to explain why. I think he's one of the most decent people I've ever met. And so what became a political problem, um, you know, for Republicans is now a national security problem for the country. Well, it certainly is. I will agree with Senator Graham on that issue. Um, what exactly are they doing with these classified documents? They're just throwing them around all over the place. And again, this has – look, Pence and Biden, their issues are very much the same. But President Trump's is not because his documents were in a secure location. The National Archives knew exactly where those documents were, and Trump had declassified those documents, which he had the right to do. The documents in possession of Mike Pence and Joe Biden were not uh, were not unclassified, so they were still classified. Oh, by the way, we got to. I've got to. We've got time to get this audio in here. So Kevin McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, yesterday going off on shifty shift, pencil neck shift. Take a listen. Cut one. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America. And I will always put them first. All right? All right. Good for you. Good for you, Mr. Speaker. And uh, by the way, also took Eric Swalwell off that committee. And the only reason he was uh, swapping secrets and saliva with um, some sort of an eight, what is it, the uh, the Chinese chick, Fang Fang, Bang Bang, whatever her name was. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Bang. Okay, I understand. So Fang Fang was the gal. And all right, never mind. You know, anyway, it was bad. And and to have these guys, and again, apparently the classified documents of these great United States of America are strewn about all over Washington. So you don't even, the, the Chinese spies, the female Chinese spies like Feng Feng, don't even have to violate the commandments to get the documents. They can just wander over to the White House. They're just sitting there next to the M&Ms. Unbelievable what's going on up there. So good for you, Speaker McCarthy. All right, folks, we got to take a break here. Again, coming up, we're going to be checking in with Congressman Brandon Williams. Uh, journalist Robin Poppins is going to drop by. Also, we could be getting a call from Chris Ruddy, who is the owner of Newsmax TV as well. Don't forget, call DirecTV. Tell them you want them to put Newsmax back on their platform. Got to take a break here, folks. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Live 
From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Hello, everybody. Hour three of the big show. Great to have you with us today. And thank you for making us your choice. Noon to three Eastern. We greatly appreciate that. You guys are great American patriots, one and all. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's a way to uh, get on this radio program. Also, just want to remind you that we are urging all of our listeners today to reach out to DirecTV and demand they restore Newsmax to their platform. Uh, Late last night, DirecTV, which is owned by AT&T, deplatformed Newsmax, the nation's fastest growing, uh, talk, the nation's fastest growing cable news platform, news channel. Uh, they've already gotten rid of One America News, meaning there's only one conservative cable channel left. And so we need you to reach out to DirecTV. Those numbers are on our website. I want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're just great to have, honored to have with us Congressman Brandon Williams from the 22nd Congressional District in New York. Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. Congressman, real quick before we get into some interesting legislation that you guys are introducing up on Capitol Hill, I want to get your response to what DirecTV did by deplatforming Newsmax. Well, there's, uh, you know, there's always two sides to every coin. Um, you know, on the business side, my background's business, and uh, there's always these negotiations around uh, rates and fees and, uh, you know, the cable channels and, you know, the satellite channels are always, uh, you know, trying to squeeze as much out of the, um, you know, the content providers as possible. But I'd like to know from AT&T if there's, you know, anything else behind it, Um, because clearly, you know, Newsmax is growing as an audience. And if they're making political decisions, you know, or they're, um, you know, providing, you you know, censorship, or they, if they're censoring just based on their views, um, you know, I'm, frankly, I hope that that's something the House starts looking into. Well, it's anti-competitive, frankly. And, of course, a number of your colleagues within the Republican caucus there on Capitol Hill wrote a letter uh, to AT&T and DirecTV uh, demanding answers. And they believe that uh, this is um, very concerning, uh, and they especially when you look at what's happening on the social media platforms, and we now have the rock-solid proof that uh, the White House was working closely with groups like Twitter uh, to silence conservative viewpoints. So I'm, I'm glad uh, that the Republicans on Capitol Hill are taking a stand here and saying, hey, look, we need to figure out what's going on. It may not be the case, but here's what it looks like. Well, you know, again, if it's you know, if we have our, um, you know, elected officials and representatives weighing in on ideological terms to try to determine, you know, what voices get heard or not, the thing we learned from Twitter and the Twitter files, which I love reading and Matt Tybee's stuff there, um, is that, uh, you know, the truth comes out. You know, the messages and and all of that, um, you know, eventually comes out and, uh would be deeply embarrassing to AT&T and DirecTV if they got caught up in that. There's so many options to cut the wire now for over-the-top providers and, um, you know, choking um, messages and, you know, choking voices 
is not a winning strategy when there's, uh, you know, ever more channels of, of how to receive information and in the, in the OTT providers, as it's called over the top, um, you know, is the way to do that. So uh, I don't think it's a great business strategy. Yeah, I'm with you on that, uh, Congressman. Uh, a lot of people may not realize that outside of New York City, that New York State is is pretty much a rural state. A lot of farms uh, in uh, in the Empire State. Uh, you guys uh, have a brand new bill out, the Protect Local Farms Act. I want you to tell our listeners what your legislation would do. Well, I appreciate that. Um, new York State is a stunningly beautiful place. If you just think of it as the, as the city, it's an enormous state. Uh, the Adirondacks all the way through the incredible fertile plains of central New York and the beautiful Finger Lakes area. So, um, you know, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, always stunned by the beauty of New York State. Um, there is, uh, you know, one one of the downsides of some of the more liberal states like California, Illinois, and New York is they're always cooking up new ways, um, you know, to make life difficult for people that uh, that work. And right now, that's being done to our farmers. Um, you know, some some brilliant uh, policymakers down in New York City and in Albany, you know, have figured out that uh, farms need to operate, you know, like um, you know, like uh, manufacturing, you know, like uh, a factory. And uh, so they're trying to make uh, farms pay overtime for if you work more than forty hours a week, and you know. For most of us, for 99% of us that don't work on farms, that might sound like common sense. But the reality is, and this may be different where you live, but uh, where I live, cows are not born between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. You know, uh, cows give birth pretty much any time they want to, and, and you have to have uh, people that, uh, that show up to help that process and make sure it's okay. And those people are called farmers. And uh, if you've got to get your crops in uh, before a big hailstorm or a rainstorm, um, you might be working, you know, 25, 30, 40 hours in a row uh, all night, you know, to get uh, to get your crop in or you would lose everything. And so, you know, to take an arbitrary 40 hour a week with, the, um, you know, a factory where you can turn it on and turn it off and just leave and come back, that's not the way farms operate. And so... The reason all your listeners should care about it is that it is, uh, you know, another, you know, liberal export from California, New York, and and places like Illinois, where uh, they they want to start it and then export it to your state. And so we've got to protect farmers on the front lines of this, and that's really what this bill is designed to do. Well, I I love to hear this because you're you're right. These a lot of these policies that they're trying to implement, these people have never even set foot on a farm. Uh, they, they if they if they are meat eaters, they think the hamburger just just spontaneously arrives at the supermarket in the in the styrofoam packaging. They have no concept of what it what it means to actually be on a working family farm. Well, my wife and I started a farm. Uh, that's really what brought us to settle in central New York. It's a it's a small farm with specialty specialty foods, and we do all the work ourselves. And all I can tell you, as hard, frankly, as it's been for us, it is not one tenth what a dairy farmer goes through. They're they're literally the hardest working people I've ever met. And um, you know, to make life harder for them, quite honestly, just isn't fair. People who work in agriculture do it because they want to be there. 
you know, it's a tiny fraction of our uh, workforce nationally. And um, these are people that are passionate about it. And uh, they don't like these, the workers don't like the 40-hour rule. And it literally will put farms out of business. My district has uh, the fifth largest dairy production uh, area in uh, America. And um, this, this really hurts ordinary people. You know, Congressman, I was um, scrolling through, I don't know, it was Instagram, one of the social media platforms the other day, and uh, a, a bunch of farmers were getting a good laugh. They had one of these woke liberals talking about um, how, you know, these tractors that the farmers use are not all that expensive. You can probably get one for fifty, sixty thousand dollars <laughs> These tractors are hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the average American really understands what it takes. You know, when you say family farm, there's a lot of expense that goes into to running one of those farms. You know, you know, Todd, what people really don't appreciate is, um, you know, we've had an incredible rise in the cost of fertilizer, you know, an re- incredible rise in the cost of diesel, uh, all farming equipment essentially runs on diesel fuel and um that farmers as you as you know you know they have to invest to plant and till and uh you know tend to their crops you know over a period of time typically you know three four five six months um you know until they harvest uh, or more and um you know there's no promise as to what the price for their uh their produce will be when they harvest, but the costs are all fixed up front. So they've got to put a lot of money in the ground, uh, you know, literally and metaphorically, uh, before they ever know if they're going to make it back. And there's so much volatility, as you know, because of rain and markets and et cetera, on, uh, you know, what commodity prices are. And so the amount of risk that they take is, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's literally in the Bible, you know, about how how much risk farmers take. And so to add to their woes, you know, through these artificial, um, you know, laws made up by, uh, you know, frankly, liberals in big cities, you know, is completely unacceptable. Congressman, before we let you go, uh, I'd like to get your take on George Santos. We understand that Speaker McCarthy is saying that if Santos broke the law, he will be removed. Um, this guy, I mean, does he even belong in Congress right now with the number of lies he's been spewing? This is unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I, I come out of the, the nuclear Navy. I was the nuclear submarine officer for the Navy. And, you know, as you might imagine in that business, they don't, uh, they're very low tolerance for lying. So, um, you know, I've called for, uh, Mr. Santos to, to go back to his private life and sort all this out. But, um, you know, frankly, uh, the, the speakers had the same message from the beginning, which is uh, we're going to follow due process law. I think that's what good leaders do, by the way. You know, they, um, you know, the rest of us can, can uh, appeal to the media and, and uh, you know, can make these appeals. But great leaders are going to say, look, we're going to follow the law and due process. And uh, that's exactly what the speaker's doing. So I think he's right. Um, I just want to see him go. And I think, uh, you know, appealing to George Santos, he needs to step aside. You know, all politics are local. And I'm in New York State, and my colleagues, my Republican colleagues that uh, delivered the majority for the House, um, are really being crowded out of their media markets because of the George Santos story. And we can't talk about our wins or our committee assignments or our plans. Or, um, and you know, frankly, it's uh, very acute for uh, for my colleagues, uh, particularly downstate in New York. 
All right, well, we're going to leave it there. Um, sad situation, but it is what it is. Uh, Congressman, appreciate you calling in today. Good luck on this okay. legislation, and we're going to pay very close attention to that. Please do. Farm Bureau's behind us, so please do. Thank all right, you. there you go. Well, if the Farm Bureau's there, then we are too, folks. Uh, we like them. Uh, all right, Congressman Brandon Williams from New York State. You know, one of the things that, that I've started doing um, – is doing is shopping at the local farmers markets but you got to be careful because in some of the big cities uh, all of that produce is actually coming from someplace else and not a, a mom and pop farm but as best as i can i've been uh, trying to support local farms uh here in the memphis area western tennessee is it's a big agricultural area and um we have a lot of farmers i'll be out at the farmers market and uh uh, some of the farmers will come up and say, hey, listen to the show while I'm out on the tractor. Uh, we're working the farm. So I uh, want to give a shout out to all those great folks. I'm not sure if the average Americans truly understand how much work goes in to running a family farm. It is backbreaking work, but we just love those folks for doing it. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Funny story from the Memphis Police Department. Not a lot to laugh about these days, but this is sort of humorous. A one-legged man had a busy 24 hours. Police say Christopher Swearingen, who only has one leg, broke into a woman's home and stole her car. Later in the day, he stole another car. And the next day, he stole yet another car. Unbelievable. By the way, uh, the officer, <laughs> this is great, he broke into a Memphis police car. That's that's the, the kick in the, the pants, if you can do that with one leg. <laughs> the officer whose car was broken into said the Memphis Police Department clothing, law enforcement equipment was stolen from the police cruiser. So if you get pulled over by a one-legged cop, you might want to call 911. <laughs> Oh, they caught the guy. All right, well, that's good. Uh, they found him with a stolen pillow, laptop, tablet, and Memphis Police Department clothing. I wonder if it was a my pillow. Oh, that could be a they, that could be a felony. That's not a misdemeanor. Those are expensive pillows. By the way, hashtag Todd or, or promo code Todd if you're gonna get a my pillow. Swearingen, the one-legged. A bandit was charged with aggravated burglary, a burglary of a motor vehicle, theft of property, uh, theft of property again, and theft of property a third time. That one-legged man was busier than a one-armed paper hanger. I'm going to tell you that much. Jeez, hello, America. All right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Mike in North Carolina, what's on your mind? Uh, Todd, hey, it's uh, great to speak with you. Uh, my wife and I met you at the sanitary restaurant. Uh, anyway, a fine, uh, whoa, 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 a fine seafood <laughs> restaurant, Mike, with a very peculiar right. name. But uh, now, why do they call it the sanitary <laughs> restaurant? Because um, everything's so clean. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that's. Um, but uh, <laughs> go ahead, how Mike. How long it's been around? It's been a while. How long it's been around? My dad, who died when he was eighty, about ten years ago worked there as a teenager so 
It's been around for quite a while, quite a while. So the find owner of your of your local talk radio station, and the talk station is a locally owned talk station, um, he took us down there for dinner, had the best seafood I've had in a very long time. And it's my understanding the reason why they call it the sanitary fish house is because back in the day there were many fish houses along that, that dock. And they were not exactly clean, and uh, they called it the sanitary fish house for a reason, so people would know, like you just said, uh, that people could come in and have a good good meal with the family. Well, I will say, I've never had a dirty meal there, so that's, well, there, uh, you know. <laughs> there you go. That'll be, in, that'll be on an advertisement somewhere. All right, Mike, what's, what, what's on your mind? Um, well, let me let me preface what I've got to say with with this. Uh, I've watched sports all my life. I'm I'm almost seventy, and I have never seen a game won by only playing defense. Um, and you know, I, I'll tell you, it's gotten to the point where I really don't listen to much politics. But I happened to tune in. I was in the truck, happened to tune in, and and uh, heard the young man speaking there just a minute ago. Uh, uh, he a senator or a House member? I'm not sure. But um, and this is nothing against him. I I don't you know I'm sure he's a fine fellow. I don't mean anything like that. But the problem, you know, and I'm not even going to say Republicans because I'm about fed up with them too. The conservatives in Congress and in the Senate have got to quit playing only defense. It seems like all we do, all we hear about is the Republicans, well, we're, gonna, we're proposing this bill to uh, change this bill that the Democrats have pushed through. We need to be on the offense. We need to be the, uh, the idea people. That's who we need to be. We need to be uh, in the front lines instead of on our heels, always defending uh, you know, our beliefs. Uh, by trying to change something they've already done, you know. Um, anyway. That's- yeah, Mike, I-, I think that's a terrific point, and that music means we're going to have to skedaddle for a break. But it's a great point you make that the Republicans need to play offense. They've got to advance their agenda, and it doesn't matter who they tick off in the process. Mike, enjoy that sanitary fish house. It's good food over there, good eating. Hush puppies look a little weird, though. They're not round. They're kind of oblong, but I don't know. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us. By the way, Kevin McCarthy, we'd asked uh, the congressman out of um, New York State, what are we going to do with uh, George Santos? Uh, I mean, man, this guy lies about everything. Never seen anything like it. So um, uh, the speaker says, look, uh, Santos will be removed from Congress if he broke the law. Here's So so here's my question. Should should the guy be given the heave-ho? Is is being a serial liar enough to get you booted from Congress? I'm sorry, I tried to ask that with a straight face, but it is a legitimate question we have here, right? I mean, you're you're going after other lawmakers who are Democrats because they've lied, and yet you're going to say, okay, we're not going to go after Santos because he's our guy, and it's okay, it's okay that he lies because he's a Republican. 
No, I don't think you can have it that way. I mean, the guy should have been renounced by Republicans a long time ago. And by the way, we don't even know if the guy is actually a Republican. That's something that's something else that, that we, we, we are not quite sure about. I mean, it's very possible the Santos guy could be a Democrat plant or could be one of these activists who's basically pulling a fast one on the people back in his congressional district. Former Congressman Peter King of New York, writing in a New York Times opinion column, called on Santos to resign. Quote, as long as Mr. Santos remains in Congress, he is a dead man walking and will be unable to get anything done for his constituents. For at least this one moment in his life, it is time for Mr. Santos to face reality, do the honorable thing, and resign the seat in Congress. So there you go. We'll see how that goes. But again, it's somebody's got to be able to have some moral standard. We certainly know the Democrats aren't going to do it, but and it looks as though there are a lot of people in the Republican Party who feel the same way. That, hey, look, everybody lies. It's not a big deal. And um, the guys are Republican. So you got you to gotta turn the other way. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. A reporter from the White House Press Corps had a question about guns. Here's what uh, she the reporter asked KJP, cut three. Uh, we have spoke uh, like between me and some friends that uh, in this country, and this I'm, I'm making this point because because we need to remind people that America is the only country on earth that people die by gun without even being on in war. So the reporter says that America is the only country where people die by guns. This is simply not true, at all. Period. Not all. I would have liked to have heard what KJP said uh, in response, but the reporter asked the question, and it's 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 a it's a lie. It's just simply not true. And by the way, the guns aren't out there killing people. It's the people. It's the people pulling the trigger that are the ones killing people. By the way, many of you might have been seeing uh, these ads during NFL games. The Jesus ads. Have you seen these ads? It says, um, what is it? It's called the He Gets Us, All of Us movement. Deseret News has the story on what's behind these ads. And it's interesting because at first you're like, oh, this is about Jesus. Uh, So these people are like sharing the gospel. Well, that's not it at all. As a matter of fact, this is some sort of a woke leftist organization that's trying to convince you that Jesus was a refugee. The videos are sprinkled in between ads for fast food joints and luxury cars, but instead of advertising a new product, they're shining a light on liberal Christian teachings, more specifically the story of Jesus Christ. The videos are meant to make people see Jesus in new ways, whether or not they identify as a Christian. A spokesperson for the He Gets Us campaign tells Deseret News, quote, we've had three ads that have been running on a lot of the big sports networks leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, We're trying to introduce people, including some who might be skeptical uh, skeptical of Christianity, to Jesus' relevance in modern-day life and call upon Christians to reflect on his teachings and the way they treat other people. 
Religion News Service reports the campaign cost $100 million. Unbelievable. Uh, but people are people are actually responding. 166 million impressions, according to one data um, one data profiler. The overall goal of the He Gets Us movement is to ensure people associate the story of Jesus with love rather than hate. Well, there you go, there you go, folks. You got to read between the lines here. Quote, the ad may not bring people to church, but they'll hopefully help them think about faith in new ways. So this is this this program is one of these Jesus was a soft spoken guy and you know, he just liked to float about and you know, tiptoe through the tulips. You know, it was all lovey dovey. That's that's what they're trying to convey here. And that's that's not the Jesus of the Bible. So anyway, if you see these, um, if you see these ads, just pay attention because it's not exactly what you might think they are. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Some big news. We we've been talking about Newsmax a lot and Direct TV. And again, we want you to call Direct TV, and then you give us a call back and let us know what they what they told you. But our good friend David Horowitz is on Newsmax all this week. He has a brand new book called The Final Battle, and David is actually revealing this war underway in America. We talk about this all the time on this program. The Democrats, woke culture, new generation, destroying our culture and ending our freedoms. David says their plan is taking place in schools, churches, even the military. And that's why you need to be watching David all this week on Chris Salcedo's show as he reveals the real threat of Biden, Obama, and big media. Got to watch Newsmax. That's the network I watch. And watch Chris Salcedo and David Horowitz. And by the way, you're also going to be able to get a free copy of The Final Battle. How do you do that? Simple. Go to FinalBattle611.com. That's FinalBattle611.com, and you'll be able to get your free copy today. We'll be right back, America. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, let's go to the phones. Our good friend from the Nevada Talk Network, Wyatt Cox, joins us. Also, the host of Classic Radio Theater. Wyatt, good to have you on the show. What's up? You know, you've been talking about uh, uh, the whole mess with DirecTV. And um, I cut the cable a year ago with DirecTV. Why did you do that, the- Wyatt? Well, it just it got too horribly, horribly expensive. And uh, what I did here is I purchased a device that you have heard about because you've talked about it. It is Roku. And the smart TVs uh, can bring you all the content that you would get through uh, DirecTV and the like at half the cost or less. And in fact, through Roku, there is a uh, Newsmax channel where you don't even have to pay for it. Well, that's even better. Um, and but again, I think for a lot of people, thirteen million of them, Wyatt, um, you know, they have Direct TV, and it's really unfortunate that the the left 
and the leftists who control AT&T and DirecTV are doing this and pulling the plug on not one but two conservative channels. Well, and that's true. But here's the deal. That $13 million is going down and down and down. Uh, the uh, uh, business media reporting that satellite TV is seeing increasing su- su- subscriber declines over the years. And it is not going to be long before, you know, I, I watched a satellite, uh, a friend of mine, his, their satellite uh, cost doubled and doubled and doubled till they said, that's enough. And I said, well, here's how you do it. You get yourself a good broadband connection. You get your Roku or you get you a smart TV. I personally enjoy Roku. I know you enjoy your Apple TV. Uh, but uh, that is the best way to not only ensure that you have access to Newsmax and other conservative uh, programming, uh, but also there's a lot of good programming that uh, from the years past it's there that's free for the picking. Yeah, and and that's true. I do have Apple TV. I have noticed uh, now. Fortunately, with my with my system, I don't pay for the cable. Um, that's already included. Otherwise, I would have cut the cord. I I didn't realize how much I did not need cable uh, until I you know got my Apple TV and have all the channels, all the stuff I want is there, and pay very little for it, and I'm very happy with it. That's so. You know, I yes. If you're insisting on staying with DirecTV, by all means, get a hold of them. Let them know. Go to the uh, website, and I had it here a moment ago, and I don't have it now, but there is a website that they've got up so you can complain. Let people know you don't like this. Absolutely. Americans and- and why and I'm telling you, the cable. yeah, they are cutting the cable and uh, they're cutting off the satellite, too. I'll tell you that much. And a lot of our listeners have been have been phoning in, calling DirecTV and AT&T. And uh, folks, we just have to keep up the pressure. Wyatt, we've got a skedaddle. Always good hearing from you, sir. All the best. May God bless. All right. Good guy out there in the Nevada Talk Network world. Got a message from Bradford. From Oakland, Tennessee, a Bradford listening to us on KWAM and said that uh, he's called DirecTV. They were very cordial about it. Good for you, Bradford. You don't have to be, you don't have to be all um, riled up about it, but uh, you do need to be direct and let them know how you, uh, how you feel. By the way, speaking of being direct, people in Memphis are getting fired up over this, sto- this horrible story of the guy that was allegedly beaten to death by five Memphis police officers. Also, two members of the fire department who responded to the scene, they've been placed on leave for Lord knows what, because the police department, nobody's talking. So now the only people that are talking are the family of the dead guy and their attorney, Ben Crump. Now all the activists are starting to show up. Memphis City Hall doesn't want to release any of the video. They keep saying, well, we're going to release the video after the family watches it. So the family watched it. Well, we're uh, we're not going to release it. We're going to wait until after the investigation is over. And now they're coming out and saying, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to wait until after they press charges. And now the feds are coming in, and it looks like maybe nobody will ever get to see this video. They don't want you to see the body cam footage of Memphis police officers who've only been on the job a couple of years, allegedly beating a man to death. And the autopsy reports show that this guy was beaten to death. 
by somebody. But they don't want to they don't want to release that information. So anyway, they had some activists show up at City Hall last night, and it was quite the scene, cut number nine. As you know, there was a murder that took place here on January the 7th, I believe. Mr. Tyree Nichols, he was was murdered at the hands of the Memphis police. I am very upset with everybody on this city council because you are our representatives. You are our checks and balances. And not one of you have come out publicly and demanded that that tape that we paid $3 million, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Wade, when we paid for the body cams, we, the taxpayers, paid for it. So regardless if an attorney comes from out of town and says that the family wants us to wait a week. The community is not going to wait a week. We pay for it. If we can't get it within a reasonable amount of town, which is now, we want a refund and we want the economic development and growth engine to do what they need to do in North Memphis specifically. J.B. Smiley, you know me. Michael Lynn, you know me. Worth Morgan, you know me. And we want the tape. We want the footage now. Jim Strickland, Mayor Strickland did a good job by firing those officers, but this is about transparency. And we gonna have it or we need a refund on our tax dollars that we paid. Miss Robinson, you know me. Y'all should be asking for it. The public wants to see what happened. We wanna know, are we really employing people that think it's okay to be out of folks. It could have been your son, Miss Logan. It could have been you, Edwin Ford. Miss Moses. Cut her mic off. Miss Moses, you would not you would not use profanity before this council. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little righteous indignation. So I you know, people are getting riled up and and I don't blame them one bit. Uh we had a problem here in Memphis. Uh the uh, city council uh, here they hate police officers and they they for the longest time they would not allow anybody outside of the city limits to be a police officer so what happened i think there were down what 600 700 officers to their full complement and now the city council is complaining that the the response times to crime is is incredibly high well there's a reason for that you morons there aren't enough police officers by the way, i just give you an example of how crazy it is around here. So we there was a guest who was supposed to be on the, the KWAM morning show and had to be here at 6 o'clock in the morning. The guy leaves his house in a nice part of town, walks out of his house, and what does he find? There's a guy trying to steal his car. And so he had to yell at the guy and tell him to go away. My understanding is a firearm may or may not have been involved in that. So I'm serious. If you're coming to Memphis, arm yourself. That's, uh, I'm telling you, for your own safety. It's a great town, but it's just not safe. It's really not. So anyway, you got these cops out there. that uh, The five cops have been fired. They'd only been on the job for a couple of years, and here's the reason why. So the city council, in an effort to hire more police officers, you know what they did, folks? They lowered the standards. Now, it used to be if you had a criminal record, you were not allowed to be a police officer here. Well, now that that doesn't matter anymore. You can now be a convicted criminal, and you can still be a Memphis police officer. So they've lowered their, their training. There was not a supervisor at the scene of whatever happened. And we only have one side of the story. And that may be the right – that may be the only side of this. And the, the family is saying this is a good and decent kid. He does not have a criminal record. 29 years old, and he was beaten to death at a traffic stop. The guy ran away from cops. We don't know why. 
police won't say. So I, we're big defenders of the police department on this on this radio program. But if the we're not we're not proponents of police officers going out and beating people to death. But the police department, we have asked them at least a half a dozen times for a comment or something. They won't even let people see the actual crime report, the incident report. So they're in cover-up mode at this point. Anyway, this is what happens when you have a leadership vacuum at City Hall and also at the police department. And I would not wish what we are going through in this city on any other city in America. Well, maybe Berkeley. But otherwise, no, I would not do that because it is horrible. And it's it's unfair to the good taxpaying citizens of Memphis who can't even go to the grocery store or get gas without having their head on a swivel and praying to Almighty God they don't get carjacked or shot or robbed. That's the city we live in right now, and I blame the city council and the Democrats who have controlled this city for generations. All right, we got to get out of here, folks. We're going to try to reschedule a Robin Poffman on tomorrow's show uh, to talk about that big LSU crime case. What a mess that is. ToddStarns.com, that is our website. Please go and check it out, download the podcast, and sign up for the newsletter. We'll see you tomorrow, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.